On this week's Adam Schefter podcast, football is starting to get back into the swing of things, and we have a taste of Pennsylvania for all listeners today. We'll be joined by the newest entrant to the Pro Football Hall of Fame, Ty Law from Aliquippa, Pennsylvania, and then the Steelers' young Pro Bowl wide receiver, Juju Smith-Schuster, comes on to talk about his trip to London and what to expect this season. But first, the Pro Football Hall of Famer, Ty Law. Hey, what's going on, Adam? How you doing, man? Congratulations on everything. Thank you. Thank you, man. And thank you for taking the time today. Here, man. Finally here. Uh, How does that feel to you? Oh, it's awesome. Uh, You know, like, I was happy really being in the conversation. My name kept being in the conversation. I thought that was a blessing in itself right there. So, you know, of course you wanted to, you know, get the knock, and it finally happened for me. What is it like to get the knock at that moment? It's surreal, um, man, because you're sitting there waiting. I knew something was different, but you never know because they're being there, uh, you know, deliberating. And, you know, Ron Borges, who's done a wonderful job pleading my case uh, for me and my acceptance in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And you, you just never know because everyone is so deserving. And when you finally get it, it's like a big weight is lifted off your shoulders and, you know, because everyone is so deserving, you know, the last uh, 15 guys standing, you know what I mean? So I was, you know, happy to be on the other end of the knock. You know, I've been in that uh, position for the last few years, you know, and it, and it finally happened for me, man. So it's like words can't really describe it, to be honest. How does that change your life, Ty? Um, it, it changes in the sense where you are now a Hall of Famer. Right? You're, you know, it's a, you know, when you – you were dressed a little, a little bit differently now. And now it's like, you know, uh, NFL Hall of Famer, not just New England Patriot uh, or NFL player. Um, you know, it, it's the title that goes along with it, and it means something because it's so exclusive. And you think about all the, uh, the players before you, all the players that you looked up, up to, you know, uh, uh, I'm assigned a number, 323, for the rest of my life and beyond. So, uh, you know, just to be in that position and something of this magnitude, you know, it's, it, it kind of it's about the game, but it goes beyond the game because it's such a select few people that ever get a chance to to have that title. 323 is the player induction number for you in the Hall of Fame. Is that correct? Yes. Isn't yes. That, isn't yep. that weird also that you were the 23rd pick in the first round of the 1995 draft. Right, right. I, man, my cousin just brought that up yesterday. I didn't even realize it at the time. I was like, oh, wow. So yeah, yeah, is, yeah. So, uh, so, so you're 23 You're twenty three to start your NFL career, and you're 323 right. to finish your NFL career. Yeah, hey, hey, that's, hey like, that just hit me uh, last night, to be honest with you, man. And that was like, it's, it's pretty amazing. You know what I mean? Because at the time... You know, we I, you don't know the significance of it. I'm just getting here. I'm basically I'm a rookie. You know what I mean? I don't really know what's going on. I was, you know, I haven't even asked just for it to have a 24. Like, hey, could you know? Could, how can I get 324? You lock switch. <laughs> like, this is what it, this is what it is. You know what I mean? And, you know, and I guess it, 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 it happened like that for a reason. Working mysterious ways and. uh it was very fitting for me to have uh, 323. When was the first time you ever thought that you could one day make it to the Hall of Fame? Did that ever happen while you were playing at Michigan, while you were playing for the Patriots all those years, or the Jets, or the Chiefs? Well, 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 to be honest with you, Adam, I, 
I had that was my goal from day one when I stepped into the locker room. You know, uh, you know, one of your uh, colleagues, uh, Mike Reese. You know, yep. he going to talk about that all the time. And um, and I said, when I leave here, I want to go to the Pro Football of Fame. You know what I mean? I said that that's my goal. So that was always in the forefront. It was just uh, growing up with my uncle being Tony Dorsett, being around him and being spending my summers down in Dallas with him, just chasing that dream in high school. And I was like, you know what? This is what I this is what I hope to achieve in doing as I got to the NFL from day one. I think it was my first first interview, you know, and I kinda reiterated that, you know, a few times that, you know, my goal and I knew if I set that goal that high, I had to work hard. I had to establish myself as a certain type of player. I just didn't want to be there. I just didn't want to be another guy. You know what I mean? So that's the that's what I did to motivate myself and, and I put it out there on, on wax, you know, to let people know how I felt. And you know, I was kind of young, a little, you know, a little naive, but at the same time, I'm a, I got to believe in myself. But and when did you realize during the course of your career, a lengthy career, that boy, this is happening. This is going to go the way I want. You know what? I think you never because it it, it was weird. Um, you know, you 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 look at the the, the numbers, mm-hmm. and of course, yes, I had the numbers, and you look at the championships, yes, but. For whatever reason, and I think it's still like that, you know, today, as much winning as we're continuing to do, it's like we're looked at as a team, you know, uh, and, and that's it. It's like, you know, no, there's no other no other players worthy of that, you know, at least from the media perspective uh, when it comes to the Patriots. You know what I mean? It's Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, everybody else. You know what I mean? So yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know – you know, what people thought about uh, uh, me and, 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 the re- and the rest of us. You know what I mean? And it's not because you, you pretty much know, I mean, Tom Brady, greatest of all time. You know what I mean? There, there's no doubt about that. There's no uh, no question about uh, Coach Belichick. You know what I mean? And then when you just hear about how our team is, it was like, you know, to me, we got a hell of a lot of players on there that can play. We can't do it by, by just two guys. But I think we were we – were, molded like this through through perception in the media that you know there was probably no other you know hall of fame players outside of that which was now we know is totally wrong and i think that i should be the first of, of a few more to be honest with you what did it mean to you to have tom brady write a letter of recommendation that was presented to the voters before you were selected for the pro football hall of fame i mean it was it was awesome i mean because you know, one, you know, was my, uh, you know, was my teammate. I had a lot of, a lot of respect, you know, for him. We had a lot of competition and, you know, we're both Michigan guys, you know what I mean? Oh, and yeah. I think by him going out of his way, uh, you know, to do that, you know, on, on my behalf, you know, you know, I'm, I'm so thankful that, that, that he did because he didn't have to, you know what I mean? Uh, Peyton Manning wrote a letter as well. He's not getting as much, uh, uh, Pub is that one, but Peyton Manning, you know, did the same thing. Uh, so, you know, when you get great quarterbacks and, you know, no one can question, you know, the greatness and, and the careers that they've had to be able to do so and, and say, hey, they feel that I'm worthy of, of doing that, I think that was, that, that was awesome. What, what did um, it mean to you to have Peyton write one, too, being that people didn't know that one? I didn't know that one. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, it was it, it was great because – I mean, these the, I competed against you know him on a in a in a game level. We were you know that was the opposition. You know what I mean? But yeah. it was always a mutual respect. We played 
you know, in uh, in Pro Bowls, you know, as far as on the same team, but to play against each other, going at each other you know, all the time, you know, and, and me, you know, covering his top receiver. He beat me. I, I got some on him. So, you know, it was cool when you're talking about the elite, the best amongst the best feel that way about you as a player. And it kind of, you know, you know, validates that personally. But I don't think that the voters, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you got to have something to vote on. You can't say, okay, Tom said this, Peyton said that, okay, we put him in. You got to have numbers to back it up. You know, he can't just go to, you know, anybody and say, hey, I think this is a good player. You know what I mean? I think he should be a Hall of Famer. It has to be justified some, in some way. And, you know, I think that put a stamp on it. But at the same time, you know, it was a lot to work with, you know, too. Tom and Peyton, I mean, doesn't get better than that. You get to play with one, you get right. to go against the other in the postseason regularly, and you get letters of recommendation right. for both. I mean, that says a lot about the career you had. Now, for the Hall of Fame tie, you chose your longtime friend Byron Book Washington to be your presenter. What would it have meant to you if your grandfather were still here and alive and would have been able to be your presenter? I mean, I mean, if I can turn back the hands of time, you know, that would be, you know, and if I had a wish, that would be the only wish that I would have is for my grandfather to still, and, and my grandmother to still be here to witness this and, you know, help, you know, me throughout, uh, you know, my life because, you know, it was such a void there, uh, when when he passed, you know what I mean? Because that was my father. He was he was my everything. And, you know, Byron, uh, being that, you know, I was the only child for my mom, he was with me from day one. Yeah, I'm talking about, you know, when they talk about best friends, how many best friends, you know, that you, you met in elementary school, you met uh, in, high, uh, in middle school, and then you grew up. We met each other before we was going to school. You know, I said, we have a picture of of uh, at his first birthday party, and I wasn't even walking yet. You know, our moms was holding us. My mom was holding me, but he was he was he was standing there. So he gives he gives it to me all the time, talking about how he was walking first. You know what I mean? And you know, so little jabs like that. But we've been together from you know day one. And uh, even when I was at the University of Michigan with my roommate, uh, he, he, moved in, he he moved in with his girlfriend at the time. You know, when we got to go out to the dorms, you know how it was in the South Quad. Okay, now you got to go and uh, get a, you get a uh, now you got to go find an apartment. And I'm sitting there like, man, I didn't want to live with else. So guess what? The opportunity was there. Hey, book came up. You know, got a job, and hey, that was my roommate. You know, so he, last, got, he came up to year, so. he came up to Michigan. Wasn't a student there. Got a job, so he, you guys could be together while he was while you were there. Uh, yeah, I mean, because the opportunity was there. It was like some, you know, a couple jobs out there, you know, called out to some people through the line and all that, and he came up there and found the uh, found the job, man. And he and he was he was riding with me. He made sure, especially when I was leaving school, man. He's a steal my keys, everything. He said, man, no, you got to work out. <laughs> he gone. I'm sitting there coming out to go hang out, you know, going out with my boys, Juwan, and even some of the basketball guys at the time, man. You know, getting showered next thing you know, he gone, my keys gone. He's like, man, especially when I decided to leave school uh, and, and pursue an NFL career, man. He, he he was there, and it was funny that everyone at home thought that that was going to be the worst idea ever. But like, it was the best thing because he kept, 
you know, me on point. And so it's nothing that I, ex- I experienced in my life that he wasn't there and a part of. And like I said, well, from the good to the bad, where all the bones are buried, if one person know everything about me, you know, his book, you know, so that's why, you know, I did that. If I mean, I couldn't have a closer uh, family member of blood than, than, than he is. Now, now that you're in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, I guess I could ask you about this. And as a fellow Michigan man, I certainly could ask you about this. But what was it like to be on the field for the Michael Westbrook play against the Colorado Buffaloes? I happened to be on the field there about 20 yards from the play. And I couldn't believe it. And as a Michigan fan, it crushed me, even though I was living out in Colorado at the time. And the next day on the front page of the Rocky Mountain News, the local paper, before it went under there, there was a picture of Michael Westbrook. And there was me with a stunned look on my face on the background on the front page. From your perspective, being you were right there, do you still remember that play? And what do you remember there, Ty? Yeah, I mean, I, re- I remember it. I remember it sucked <laughs> that, you know, that, that, you know, he came up he came up with it. I was still, you know, to this day, you know, like the Sports Illustrated cover. You know, if, if anybody you say they got it uh, uh, signed by me, they're a damn lie. That's not my signature because I haven't signed that thing yet. You know what I mean? I said, that's the one Sports Illustrated cover that I ain't signing. You know what I mean? It's just one of those unfortunate plays when you're talking about, you know, the Hail Mary, it can go either way. Yep. And, um, you know. It, it fell in there. It fell in fell into Michael uh, Westbrook's hand. So you know, my little comeback now <laughs> is a uh, hey, you know, change 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 the title. Where are they now? Yeah, that's how I was like, I'm not signing that shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's good, to, and, and it's good that you could laugh about it right now. Like you know, oh, oh yeah. yeah, no, no, it was, it was great because you know what, you know. Uh, uh, Michael Woodrow was a hell of a player, you know what I mean? And uh, we were all up there in the mix going for, you know, Cornell, he chunked that thing, you know what I mean? And, you know, when you throw it up like that, you know, you're hoping for a prayer, and the prayer was answered for, the, for those guys. And, you know, it was, it, was, it was a great moment for them, you know what I mean? It, it sucked for us. It kind of knocked us, you know, out of the ranks. I think we were like number three at the time, you know, yeah. something like that. And, you know, it put it. It know it stung us pretty good, and then you know we didn't really recover well, you know, after that one, man. But you know, kudos to those guys for you know making it happen and playing to the no more time on the clock. You know what I mean? I was like, man, it was it was a hell of a game to to play in. Great at great atmosphere. I just wish we would um found a way to win. But you know that's that's sports for you. You got that's what makes sports so great. Now, last month, you went to Israel as part of the contingent that Robert Kraft, the Patriots owner, brought over there. And you spent some time with the Patriots cornerbacks, Stephon Gilmore. And he compared you to Deion Sanders. How did that make you feel when you heard him talk about you and Deion in the same breath? Uh, it's, it's, it's awesome uh, because, you know, when you look at, you know, young guys uh, nowadays, especially, you know, the big big checks they're getting paid you know compared to when we were uh compared to when we were playing it's like you know they don't have to you know have a lot of respect you know what i mean and and, and some of them don't you know he's more he, he's one of those guys that you know uh understands the game respects the game respects to you know the older guys and the, uh, uh, the guys that paved the way and he's always asking questions he's always curious i was told that he was uh he used to, he still watches film, you know, my old film, you know, to get yeah. to get better to see what I did. So I mean, when a guy's at the top of his game and first team all pro, probably the top defensive back cornerback in football right now, 
still willing to, you know, learn, still asking questions and still wanting to get better. That says a lot about him, you know what I mean? But when you break down the game and he saying, you know, comparing me, like I haven't heard it, but if he's comparing me, uh, you know, to Dion and what we did from a skill set, you know what I mean? It's, you know, it's it's an honor, you know, it's humbling, you know, that you can look at me in the same, you know, uh, way you look at some somebody like Deion Sanders who was, you know, by many is the best, you know, cornerback to ever do it. You by the way, have you, have, you been to Is- have you been to Israel before? No, first time. First time. It was it was it was it was awesome too because you know, I got to you know share that experience uh, you know, with my son, you know, and um it, it was cool. So I'm glad I took him up on the offer and it's something, you know, we'll never forget. What was the most memorable part about it, Ty? I mean, it's hard to choose one, Adam. To be honest with you, I mean, they kept us on a, a schedule so we can see everything. We kind of crammed in everything yeah. uh, in one week that would take you to two. But, you know, uh, being baptized is, is one of the things that was, you know, most memorable uh, to it. But we've done so many things. It's hard to pick one, man. I, I mean, I couldn't I couldn't answer that honestly to be, you know, because I enjoyed everything. And like I said, to be able to do it with my son, that kind of put the ice on the cake. So you go with your son to Israel last month. You get ready to go to Canton, uh, I guess, next month, maybe the end of this month. Do you have any idea what this experience will be like when you're in Canton for the weekend? I mean, I know people have told you, but do you have any idea in your own mind what it'll be like? Uh, no, the only time I've been to Canton uh, prior, and I've always said I, I wasn't going to ever go unless I went there. Same thing like with the Pro Bowl. I will never go to Hawaii until I get there wow. I mean, myself. But uh, I went for Curtis Martins. You know, we were – that was – he was in my draft class. It was my roommate for two years on the road. And, you know, when he made it, that's when I decided to say, you know what, I'm going to go and support that. And, you know, it was a hell of a weekend from you know, just being uh, there to support. You know what I mean? I have no idea what what I'm in for. I hear the schedule is pretty tight. I heard, they, you know, yep. players around there pretty good. But, hey – you know, I know it's about me, but I want my family and friends to be able to enjoy the moment, you know, just as much as I want to enjoy it, to be honest with you. I mean, to me, it's like a, it's like a family affair, you know. But I really don't know what I'm getting into. These one thing is, is talking about it, but I hear from some players that you're probably going to enjoy it more the next year, <laughs> whatever that means. <laughs> well, you, well, I can tell you what it means, having been there countless times for this ceremony and this weekend you basically you know when you're getting ready for your wedding weekend or a big weekend and it just like it is so much work to do so many people you want to make sure that they're okay you want to make sure your family's set and it just kind of blows by and you're like whoa what happened well that's what this is like but let me say this to you that there'll be a couple of things that stand out the yellow jacket presentation ceremony uh in downtown canton that when they put that yellow jacket on you for the first time, that'll be something that you never forget. But I think the the single, to me, the most special part of the whole weekend is the Ray Nitschke luncheon. They they go to this country club there, and all the Hall of Famers who are back for the weekend, they all gather for a lunch, and they roast the incoming class. And the guys who are the greatest players in football history, the players you watch growing up, the players you marvel going against, they're all in that room. And they're all there to salute you and praise you and mock you and joke with you. And 
And you ain't allowed to say nothing. <laughs> oh, and you just sit there and take it all, Ty. But it's like right. it's like an indoctrination into this exclusive fraternity in which you are member 323. And there are some men before you. Ray Nitschke used to lead the luncheon and used to be the ringleader of the whole thing. And then when he passed away, Deacon Jones became the ringleader. And then he passed away. And I don't know who does it now, but something tells me that Ray Lewis would be front and center involved in that that he would have a major role in that. And whoever does lead it, I'm just telling you, you'll walk out of that luncheon, and it will be unlike anything that you've ever experienced in your entire life. Wow. It's I'm incredible. Looking, well, I'm, look, I'm looking forward I'm, I'm looking forward to it, you know. And not the most was telling me that, look, you just sit there and don't say nothing. <laughs> you know, just, 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 just take it all in. But, you know, and if you do – Open up your mouth. Somebody gonna shut you up real quick. <laughs> <laughs> but so you know I'm, what? So I'm looking forward to it all, man. Yeah. It, 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 and and no one from the public is allowed in, but they used to allow the voters in. And I voted for about six years, so I went to that luncheon a handful of times. And I'll never forget that I left it the first time, and I said to myself, that might have been the single coolest professional experience that I've ever had, being in that room to watch that with those men. It was something I never forgot, and I've been to about three or four of them, but mm-hmm. I'm just telling you right now, that is going to be a highlight of your weekend. It's going to be a highlight of your weekend. Has your speech all uh, been written? You're already there? No, I, I can't. I can honestly say that uh, I haven't written it written it down. I've been having some, jotting down some thinking points, some points that I want to uh, talk about, but I'm more uh, of a guy that, you know, likes to speak from the heart, so if I... If I write it down word for word, it probably gonna sound like I'm reading. <laughs> you know, I don't want to do that. So, uh, you know, uh, I'm gonna make myself an outline and then just, you know, go for it. Well, it's a big moment. It's gonna be more emotional than you realize. Make sure that right, outline well, can, is down. Make sure that outline's down, Ty. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, I will. Yeah. It, 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 it'll be there. But like, like I said, I. I can tell you now that I probably won't be one of those guys that's going to write it down word for word, read from a jumbotron. jumbotron. <laughs> that, that ain't going to happen. That's oh. not me. Well, now, I also want to ask you before I let you go that you founded the Launch Trampoline Park, which is this chain of entertainment facilities around the country, uh, connected trampolines. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about what drew you to the trampoline business and how this works. Well, uh, well it was one of those things that I, I didn't – Go go looking for it, you know, like that. I was about to get into something totally different, but my business partner went to it with his family, um, and we became fast friends because he was doing just a deck for me. We wasn't, you know, we didn't know each other outside of him doing the job, and you know, we just was chopping it up. And he told me about these things uh, down in Orlando when he went and when it was raining, so he tried to find something else for these guys doing. He was like, yeah. That, It'll kill it up here, and now and, and he wasn't saying it as in let's go into business uh, and, and do it. It was nothing like that. It was just casual conversation. And my son happened to be in the room. You know, at the time he was about nine years old, and you know, kids are always in grown folk business. And he was, I want to go to one of those. I said, oh, okay. So I ended up taking him one a couple of weeks later, and I called up there, Adam, and it was no wait. Then by the time I get up there 45 minutes later, it was two two hour wait. I'm like, damn. But then the light went off in my head. I'm like, wait a minute. I couldn't find it. I didn't 
it stunk, smelled like feet and everything. I mean, I did not enjoy it whatsoever. But oldest kids, uh, they enjoyed it. But my youngest, uh, she had to uh, jump separate and couldn't jump with them. So I didn't like that. I didn't like the interior. So, but as I was leaving, man, it was just busloads of kids coming. I just start, you know, counting. I was like twelve dollars, twelve dollars, twelve dollars. I just start just twelve dollars and just everything. I'm like, man, it might be something to this. So I started doing my own research. I went around the country on my own. You know, nobody knew what I was doing. Yep. And uh, and then I called Rob. You know, because he because only thing he said, if you ever want to do this, I'm in. So I called him after the fact after I did my research to say, hey, you still interested? And launch was born. We we came together and you know and it was a two man operation. Now we got thirty. Now we're doing over fifty million dollars a year in revenue. Wow. Uh, and and growing and growing every year. So. You know, we, 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 we're moving. What have you learned about the trampoline started from, started business? From one store. What have you learned about the trampoline Dude. business in that time? I mean, well, it was definitely, uh, you know, evolving and we're, and, and, and we're not a trampoline partner. When we started off as trampoline, the trampoline business, but I'm family entertainment now and trampoline is just one aspect of it. You know, I have laser tag. I have bowling alleys going in some. I got some going in with go karts. So you have to evolve the trampoline business. That's that 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 is dying. You know, you have to you have to evolve. Like I have laser tag, ninja uh, courses. So my own uh, brand of restaurant called Crave Pizza. So you know, you have to you have to evolve. So yeah, so I I, I want to just cut you off right there as far as like yep. the trampoline business. No, it's it's, it's beyond that now. Wow, <laughs> I, I didn't realize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's been it's been great. I mean, it's like you know, it's a learning curve to everything, especially when you're starting off uh, on your own because I, I wasn't a franchise, I wasn't a franchise Z of anyone else. You know, this was my own company. So we started from the ground up. So, you know, you, you know, you got to, you know, some bumps in the road along the way, certain things that you don't, you know, realize, you know uh, and to scale is a lot of variables, but, you know, we got it down uh, pretty good now. And it's, and, it's, and it's competitive. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of other companies out there. We're not the only ones doing it. But, you know, at the same time, to start from one store to now uh, to have 30 open and, you know, I have 75 sold, you know, I'll be close to 40, depending on the permits by years years in, but definitely in first quarter next year, we'll, you know, have over over 40 open, you know. Wow. It feels pretty good to be able to start like that, and that's just the way I started my football career. You know, you start from the bottom, you know, and now we're here. That that must take a lot of time. Oh, it does. I mean, it does. It takes a lot of time, but, you know, I have a, a great team, uh, especially as, as we're growing. You know, as you grow, you know, you hire some other people. You hire some other people to, 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 to help you. You know, service your franchisees and those that believe in uh, and believe in launch and decided to to join to join the team. And you know, we look at the uh, we look at my franchisees. They're our partners. You know what I mean? And we, we try to service them the best way we can. And uh, you know, and it's working out so far. I see the value of the Michigan education tie. <laughs> Absolutely, and actually, I just uh, acquired. I didn't have a footprint in Michigan, but. Uh, and this one right in Ann Arbor called uh, Airtime. You know, we acquire those those guys, and you know, we own Airtime now. It's up under the Launch brand, and it's been a great partnership, you know, so far as well. So, you know, Harbaugh, Coach Harbaugh, always take the guys and recruits to you know Airtime, which is now I own that, 
Uh, just acquired them uh, about a month ago. And, you know, we still run this airtime, but that's launch as well. By the way, is Michigan going to have you back for a game to honor you this upcoming fall? Uh, absolutely. I'm going to the homecoming game in Iowa October 5th. So I'll be there uh, in October 5th. Uh, look forward to talking to the guys, get them ready uh, prior to the game, and, you know, going back to Ann Arbor to the big house. Have you had a chance to do that before now, talk to the guys before a game since you left? Uh, no, I haven't. Nope, this is going to be the first time. I did go back uh, to the University of Michigan football camp uh, a few weeks ago, you know, and um, just my have things changed, you know what I mean? It's like oh, yeah. uh, somebody putting a lot of money in that thing. <laughs> you that, man. It was de- definitely definitely different, man, but it's, uh, it's a first-class organization is you know the facilities are you know second to none i mean i was like man you know i mean i i didn't even recognize some of the stuff especially the weight room things like that you know coach harbaugh is 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 created a a awesome culture around there and I'm, i'm looking forward to going back hey ty thank you very much for the time today congratulations on your entrance into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Enjoy that weekend <laughs> in Can Enjoy going back to Michigan. Congratulations on your uh, success in the business world as well. And I really appreciate everything that you've done for me through time. All right. Thank you, Adam. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you, Ty. Be well. Juju, you know, I know you're there in London as an ambassador for the NFL Academy, but I don't hear a British accent from you yet. Uh, not yet, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good try there. See, I, I expect you, somebody as fun as you, to have a British accent or to be using that accent by the time this trip is finished so that when you go to training camp in Latrobe, Pennsylvania later this month, you're speaking with a regular British accent. Yeah, but I'm not here for that long. You know, it's kind of, I came in, I leave uh, in two days, but... You know, I'm like soaking it all in, enjoying the people, the the food, the weather. It's so nice out. Had you ever been to London before, Juju, or anywhere overseas? I've been to Barcelona. So what do you think of London being that it's your first trip there now? Uh, it's amazing, man. It's awesome. I'm definitely super excited that, you know, I'm a part of this. And the next two following years, I'll be back and hopefully even get a new deal where I can come back every year. Wow, so you are committed to going there as a part of this academy, which, by the way, does help students out and gives them an education with life skills and intensive training, right, in football in the U.K., so you get to do this on an annual basis. Yeah, it's super cool. I mean, you talk about, you know, expanding your brand international uh, in Europe and, you know, especially in the U.K. where you get to see these young guys, you know, transfer transfer from soccer uh, to from rugby to football mm-hmm. to American football. So to see the, the NFL, you know, making it a much bigger thing and expanding, it's awesome. You talk about expanding your brand. What is the Juju Smith-Schuster brand? The Juju Smith-Schuster brand is someone who is authentic, um, you know, always having fun, doing, you know, stuff that he loves doing. Uh, never puts himself, you know, in a situation with the brand that that's not him. And, you know, being part of the NFL and obviously that's huge and doing this academy uh, in Europe and showing, you know, these kids are 15 to 18 years old, a guy who's 22 years old, you know, who cares so much about, you know, American football and just showing them that, you know, you had, we were giving you more opportunities in the UK to, you know, have the opportunity to have a chance in the NFL. So, so let me ask you this, Juju, how big can your brand grow? 
I mean, it can grow huge. I mean, eventually, you know, we talked about uh, NFL, the NFL Academy, like ten years later. Um, maybe we spread to Mexico. Maybe we spread to China, where you know we move all over, the, you know, uh, the world in, international. Where it, it comes to the point where, like, you know, they're having a Pop Warner team, seven on seven, you know, high schools competing for football, and you know, even colleges one day. Now you talk about brands. How about Bougie's brand? How big can Bougie's brand grow? And for those who don't know, Bougie is your dog. You have an Instagram account for your dog, correct? Yes. And receive paid appearances for Bougie, correct? Yes. See, I got four Labradoodles, Juju, and I don't get any paid appearances for them. Maybe I need to create an Instagram account. Maybe you could teach me something there. Yeah, man. Social media is, is a huge part of this world. Uh, you know, it's it's crazy how much, you know, um, how much money you can make off of, you know, just your, your, your network and Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, and they all take some account on Facebook. And, you know, I'm super happy that, you know, Bougie has his own money. He doesn't ask for any. He's just been his own. <laughs> so Bougie must be fed with, like, Grade A fillet steak, that sort of stuff. Like, how does Bo- what do you do with Bougie's money? That Bougie main. Honestly, uh, just sits sits in his, his account. <laughs> um, when, we, when, I, when we go out and we buy toys and food like that, everything he's paying for all that himself. And if he want to take out his girl, his girlfriend is uh, Portia, who lives in Pittsburgh. He takes her out. You know, we I give you know the mom cash for for their for their, uh, their date. So it's pretty it's pretty interesting how he lives his lifestyle. There's nobody that gets more interesting offers than you. You get that interesting offer to go to a prom in Pennsylvania this past summer in June. You went with another high school student. How did that happen, and what was that experience like? That was awesome, man. So I get so many invites to go to prom, and, you know, uh, with this kid, he sent a DM saying that his best friend, he told his best friend that he wanted to go with a girl that, you know, he was talking to that he liked a lot, and his best friend goes behind his back and, Ends up taking a girl he wants to take. So he had me up talking about the story, and I was like, you know, there's one way you still want to up him, you know, by taking me. So we go, you know, buy his suit, get a party bus for all his friends, you know, have a good time, and, you know, basically make this kid's life. Um, so, and I don't know, I feel like his story touched me the most. You know, you get so many girls, the sob stories, like, oh, please take me or do this. Like, but with him, you know, obviously he's a guy, and, in that situation, it was it was a fun experience, you know, to go back to prom. Wow, that's pretty cool. Now, do you ever get tired of giving of yourself? I mean, because you seem to give an awful lot of yourself. Yeah, man. Uh, there's times where you know I have to like sit in my room, and be like, "When I got to prepare myself, what I'm going to get myself into." But then again, like I'm willing to go all in, and you know, I base my schedule off of my you know me still working out very every day, working hard. And still doing appearances and, you know, trying to get back to the community as much as possible. I mean, you, you need some juju time, right? I do. That's why I play a lot of video games on my free time. What about the video games? Because I know that's a huge part of your life. Where do you see that industry going, and will you be involved in that? Uh, yes, a huge. Uh, why? Because, you know, that's an industry I'm very, that's very me. You know, when you talk about authentic, like, I play about three, four hours, five hours, you know, a day of, of video games, and, you know, I don't, I don't get bored. You know, it's something, you know, I started my own Twitch, um, starting to post YouTube videos, starting to post videos of me gaming, uh, which, you know, changed my life. You know, I, instead of going out and partying at night, you know, I stay in, just game all, game all night, you know, my friends just talk, 
and you know just build that communication that connection so it's a lot of fun and i make money off of it too so it's not bad how do you make money off it so like on fortnite there's a code we use uh you know it's called it's called a creator code where fans people can use your name when they buy stuff in the item shop i get a percentage I'm also using stream on Twitch. You get subs and people who donate money and stuff like that. And then also, you know, posting those videos on YouTube helps out a lot too. Forgive me for not knowing this, but what you make from gaming, does it rival anything that you make for football appearances or even playing in a game or anything like that? Not, no, no. Uh, I mean, it varies. You know, in Fortnite, like I can, like one month I make like, 40k like the next month i'm at like 15k 10k 5k it just depends on how much i push you know you know my creator code or how much i push that time um but I, that, that that money is just like for you know for fun and like what i put back into my gaming systems and like getting a pc and all types of stuff see i love the idea that you're not going out and that you're playing video games but then i also say three four five hours a day playing video video games that could be three, four, five hours a day. You could be working out, studying tape, preparing for your upcoming game. So what's the fine line to walk between playing video games, engaging your hobby, which I love, and also not detracting from your performance for the Steelers? Yeah, I mean, uh, honestly, like I, you, you talk about, you know, you I wake up seven, you know, you get you get into film, you get into the facility around eight and from there from eight to about five you're pretty much off football <laughs> and those time like i'm you know you're studying hard you're working hard you're getting the plays you know you, you practice you come back after practice you watch him you study again it's just kind of like one of those things like when you want when you want to have fun take care of your work first and then you know you can play play later uh so with that time period when i'm at work that's what i do yes you can do extra studying extra film uh, that's totally up there. Yes, I can be studying those extra four or five hours of film, or I can be enjoying my time, you know, because I'm, honestly, I'm not the type of guy who's going to watch film 10 hours a day and study film 10 hours a day. I'm, I'm going to do my part and do what I need to do to help me become successful, but at the same time, also live, you know, my life. These are the perks of being 22 years old, not being married, no children, right? You can do whatever the heck you want. Yeah, man, I, I I know I know some guys on the team who got kids. Like they stop playing video games, they stop going out. You know, they got to babysit, and you know they have a long day at work, but then they got to come home, and it's like they got a second job because then the kids are screaming, yelling, like "Daddy this, Daddy that," like "Feed me, carry me." It's pretty pretty wild. Yeah, well, that's that's called the adult responsible way of living, right? And you'll get there one day. But the fact that you're not there, you you get to do whatever the heck you want right now, Juju. That's awesome. Yeah, when that time comes, I think, you know, video, video games is going to slowly go out the door when those kids are getting older and older. Now, one of the things I love about you also is that you recognize the importance and popularity of fantasy football. Do you, do you play yourself, actually? I actually don't get yeah. into the whole fantasy football thing. Uh, I'm not really uh, – I mean, obviously, I know about it. I know the fans are into it. I know I play the role into it. Um, but I I don't gamble. I don't do anything like that necessarily. Yeah. Uh, but it's so funny because I know teammates. Or I know guys who are like, you know, we, they play against uh, Patriots and like, man, we want to beat the Patriots. But bam, Tom Brady, you know, he did great for my team. Like I'm <laughs> I'm not happy in that way, you know. So it's pretty funny to see some of the guys like that. But it's also like uh, fans care so much about if you play this week, should I start him or not? So 
at the end of the day, like, I will let them know ahead of time to pay me or not. Well, it's funny because, again, in December, for those who didn't see it, you had a groin injury the week of, I think it was week 16 or so. You had a clinch, uh, a playoff berth with a win over New Orleans, and you had this groin injury, and you tweeted out a lot on the line this week. The whole season comes down to this. Yes, I'm talking about the fantasy football championship round. Of course I'm playing Sunday. No way I can let down the real ones who believed in me by drafting me. Let's get it, trophy, trophy. And so people who are in the fantasy, they love people who are understanding of their plight and how much they're counting on somebody like you on Sunday. So for the people who are considering drafting you this year, should they draft you, Juju, what will they be getting? Most definitely. I mean, um, definitely this year is going to be a fun year. Um, you know, having you know Ben coming back and the new guys on our team, you know, we're going to make a lot of noise. Uh, we're very quiet on the radar right now, which we like. But, you know, when it's time to play, you know, you're going to get the best out of me, you know, each and every game, day in, day out. So, I mean, if you draft me, if you draft me your first year, you saw your result, the results. If you draft me your second year, you've seen the results. And, you know, from the third year and up, we're just going to keep, you know, climbing. There's no Antonio and there's no Le'Veon. So how is this offense going to look different without two guys who have had a lot of touches over the years? Yeah, I mean, those two guys, you know, amazing players. You know, two guys who came in and they dominated, you know, as a receiver, as a running back. But you look at James Conner, a guy who's been dominating ever since he took over that role. And, you know, uh, for myself, like I said, uh, those other 100 catches that Antonio had, those other yards, those, those you know, they just get spread out to Vance McDonald, James Conner, uh, the other Titans, you know, Dante Moncrief is, is, is with us now, and James Washington, so many other guys. We have so many other weapons that, you know, those catches, those yards get spread out so much. And, you know, when I'm getting double team, I know that my other guys are going to step and make those plays. So I'm not doubting uh, none of my teammates. I just know we're going to make our plays. So when you are getting double teamed, from what you've seen from this team and your teammates this spring, give me the name of a guy who you expect to have a big season who people aren't talking about. Because, again, you get elevated to the number one wide receiver role. Somebody's got to step into the Juju number two role. Who's that going to be in your mind? I mean, honestly, right now, people, we know that Dante Murphy, he can play. I mean, he's been in the league for about six years. So, I mean, obviously, he's a guy that people are talking about. But you talk about a guy, a young dude who's upcoming, it's going to be James Washington, a guy from Oklahoma State, you know, one of the in the call. You know, came to the Steelers this rookie year and, you know, kind of started off slow but figured it out and got the ropes done. And this past um, workout, uh, this summer workout that we had, he's been doing amazing. He's doing a great job. And hmm. I'm super excited to see how he does this year. And, you know, he's the guy. He's our guy that's going to sneak up on everybody. Hmm. And there's been a lot of talk about the Cleveland Browns taking control of the AFC North. What's the feeling of the people in Pittsburgh with all this Browns love? Man, we, we love it, man. Like, this is the final year where, you know, there's not a lot of pressure on the sitters. Like, everyone's looking at us. Everyone's looking at the Browns this year. I mean, I'm very super excited to see how they turn out to be. Uh, they have so many weapons, how they're going to spread the ball around, you know, between their running backs and between their wide receivers and, you know, just making their play. So we'll see how, they, how it goes. We're used to seeing the Steelers on top, but, uh, again, a lot of people expecting Cleveland to emerge. That should be very interesting, Juju. Yes, it is. It is. I mean, uh, can, you know, good for them, you know, and for ourselves, we're just going to focus on ourselves and, you know, do what we need to do to handle our business. And when it's our time to, to see them, 
uh, man, we're going to be ready. It's going to be a fun game. You're in London now. Training camp opens the end of the month. What do you plan to do between now and then once you're back from London? Uh, I mean, even here now, man, just working out cardio every day, just, you know, just working hard, you know, running routes, you know, just doing the same old thing that I've been doing and, you know, just getting ready for training camp. Uh, the biggest thing this year, obviously, is cardio. That's in, in separation uh, from last year to this year. Hey, Juju, thanks for the time today. Lots of luck in London. Send our regards to Bougie and have a great season this year. You too. Uh, thank you. I appreciate it. Send, send our regards to your dogs too. <laughs> and uh, take care. Start, start I, Instagram. You know, you know what I got? I'm going to tell that. Maggie, Ella, Benny, Bailey, four dogs. They're going to be very jealous of Bougie. I'm just telling you right now. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> All right, uh, Juju, be care. well. So there is the Steelers' great young wide receiver, Juju Smith-Schuster, 22 years old. Amazing to think of all the things that lay ahead of him. And the perennial Pro Bowl cornerback, Ty Law, who will be inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio, next month. Special thanks to you for tuning in to another Adam Schefter podcast. Please join us again next week when we'll be another week closer to training camp. Have a great week, everybody.